topic tag be implanted in a person's body to track his every movement. There's actual discussion about that. You will rule on that. Mark my words before your tenure is over. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence by the military-industrial complex. I really do wonder sometimes what we're becoming in this country. It's not left. It's not right. It's the state versus you. Alex Ansari, Outside the Box. Broadcasting from the heart of Portland, Oregon, deep in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Alex Ansari, and this is Outside the Box. Please give us a call at 1-800-313-9443 and express how you feel in the aftermath of the 2006 midterm elections. We have a very important guest this afternoon on the line coming up shortly. Alan Watt from the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com is going to be joining us to provide his perspective that is looking at the larger picture, the big picture, to why all things are happening in just a short span of time. Now, uh, some of the uh, news items that we have been covering um, have been indicated more and more that uh, we have a situation on our hands uh, with the leadership in the Democratic Party. Starting with Nancy Pelosi, uh, she was eating crow. Of all things to eat for lunch, Nancy Pelosi was eating crow just yesterday uh, with President George W. Bush. Now, I, I don't think it's a normal uh, uh, form of behavior for their relationship to be so close and for them to reach a complete agreement on so many of the big issues between George Bush and Nancy Pelosi. find that a little distracting. I find that a little disturbing. To see Howard Dean come in about the same time just a few days ago and come on The Daily Show hosted by Jon Stewart and reiterate the fact that there is not going to be an investigation uh, for 9-11 for that matter, but most of all, the bottom line of the president himself, will he be held accountable? And according to what we have heard, they are not going to be held accountable, and what has been happening, the agenda of the New World Order may, of course, shift itself to the Democratic Party's leadership. And with that, we're going to go to Alan Watt, holding on the line all the way from Ontario, Canada, and get his perspective uh, on the 2006 midterm elections. Hello, Alan. Hello, how are you? Excellent. So what do you think about the last election? Uh, not much. <laughs> not much. <laughs> uh, it's to be expected. It's just a show for the public. Uh, we're, we're following an agenda and Professor Carl Quigley, who worked as a historian and record keeper for the Council on Foreign Relations, who wrote the book Tragedy and Hope in the 1960s, said at that time that a secret organization have been running the U.S. and English-speaking countries for at least 50 years, and that no leader of any party uh, appeared on their own. They were put there, he said, and groomed for years, selected and vetted by an elite establishment. So he was talking about all sides. Now we're going to go back a little time in history then. It uh, looks like uh, Bill Clinton, this was his mentor, I believe. Yes, he chose Bill Clinton for the Rhodes Scholarship. Mm-hmm for world citizenship, and many others, too. And, of course, we know that George Brown University is the main university where up-and-coming uh, bureaucrats and so on, high-level bureaucrats, start off their training you know, for world uh, sort of citizenship agendas. 
What do you know about Nancy Pelosi uh, as of uh, the moment? I know a lot more information is going to come out uh, on her, uh, perhaps Howard Dean, and, of course, Robert Gates, uh, the new uh, defense secretary of the Pentagon. We don't have enough data. We'd have to go into the family backgrounds and the marriages as well. Uh, when they get married, they, they change names, and that, that uh, uh, colors the waters a bit. You have to get into They're all family dynasties. And we'll family get into that when we come back. I'm glad you're able to join us today, Alan. There's a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about, and all of you can are free to call in at 1-800-313-9443. Keep it right here on the Republic Broadcasting Network. And we're back on the Republic Broadcasting Network. I'm Alex Hanser, and you're listening to Outside the Box. We're talking with Alan Watt this afternoon. Alan, tell me a little bit about your website and this deprogramming that you speak of. Uh, the website at uh, com. I put up a lot of free shows. I try to show people how their whole reality has been formulated for them scientifically. We, 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 we're born into a culture and we accept that every generation does. They think, even though it's vastly different from 20 years ago, uh, newborns grow up thinking everything's quite natural. They don't realize they're being guided along a path. How are we guided sometimes, Alan, just to articulate it? Sometimes when we're young. through culture, creation, and alteration. Um, the culture is, fla- is flexible, it's plastic, and this goes back to the ancient Greeks, who learned this from the Egyptians, and Plato wrote, uh, wrote about it. He said that all culture is fluid. We, we create the culture, he said, the elite, and mm-hmm. that nothing comes from the bottom. Anything coming from the bottom uh, could upset the whole balance of the system. So whatever comes through culture, music, arts, entertainment, and that's where we get most of, even the fashion industry, which Plato called it the fashion industry, is given to the public from the top. So this, this programming you speak of, how far back do you trace it? You can go back to the ancient Egyptians at least, uh, because they wrote more about it, and the Greeks wrote more about what the Egyptians did. So we have more data on that. And we know that every pharaoh who was born, uh, as he grew up, he was taught intense. Uh, he was given intense indoctrination on the secrets of society, meaning the secrets of running and controlling humans beneath them. And that has, these sciences have never been lost. They're still being used today, even with more efficiency, because we have such amazing media coverage, instant receivership of... Uh, signals on televisions and so on. So it, we're, we're constantly being upgraded like a computer, you might say. Yeah. How do you feel about where things are going today? If we look at the situation, and, and from what I gathered in the last break talking with you, you know, you don't too feel too positive about the elections, and I think a lot of people do not this year. Because a lot of people are really suspicious about who these Democrats really are. Yeah. They're supposed to help us and protect us and bring accountability to our government. This is what we want. Yeah. But how do you feel about the fact that there may not be uh, what's going to happen and what could be the next step? 
um, in uh, whatever this New World Order agenda plan seems to be. Well, they've written about it themselves. The players themselves have written so much about it, but the media doesn't publicize the books much, but they're available. And they talk about the, the creation of the three uh, the trading blocks. The Trilateral Commission was set up, and you find most of the higher politicians are member of, members of the CFR and the Trilateral Commission. And the function of the trilateralists like Brzezinski is to, is to create the three trading blocks on the world uh, under a super world government. Well, that's to be completed by 2010. So uh, the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and a good chunk of Latin America must be under that by 2010. They wrote about this years ago in their own books. So uh, this is nothing new. In the free trade negotiations, Shelley Ann Clark, who was the top, uh, the most senior civil servant in Ottawa, Canada, was given the job of writing up all the books for the negotiations. And she came out publicly and told the public, we're all joining the U.S. in 2000, uh, starting in 2005, completed by 2010. So this is old stuff to me. Yeah. It is old stuff. What's disturbing about it? just the overall general strength of the military itself in the United States, that is. If we're being outstretched, yeah. uh, so far stretched, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so many jobs are outsourced, and this, that core wealth is not there, I hear so much about the talks of the, the, the NATO Army now and their yes. participation with Pakistan, mm-hmm. um, their involvement there, their involvement in negotiation with the Taliban, yeah. and their collaboration with Israel. I find all that really disturbing because... It looks like they're being set up to be the World International Police Force, as they have been all this time. It was set up when they first gave the Atlantic Charter before World War II. And the, the whole UN structure, its charter, they said themselves that it's founded on the Atlantic Charter, the, the Anglo-American Agreement, uh, to be the world's police. Uh, not for forever. It's only until the world's under the United Nations, then China is to take over as the policeman of the world. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and at that point, uh, where we are today with the Civil Liberties issue, with the Patriot Act, uh-huh. um, do you think that we're going to experience like a Patriot Act 2 or 3? Uh, I'll tell you, if they just implement, see, all, at the moment it's mainly on paper. They have all the agencies set up to go. A lot of them are operating quietly. However, if they implement physically a fraction of what they already have, you are going to see the worst totalitarianist system uh, that's ever existed on this planet come into full view. Now, since we talked last, uh, a lot of things have been happening in Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh, And can you give us an update on what some of those things are in terms of the new legislation uh, that may be passed? But in just terms of just the the war on terror itself, Canada Mm -hmm. uh, hasn't been subject to a massive 9-11 or attack like that, but here we have the terror plot foil uh, supposedly in Canada not too long ago. I know. And it just seems that uh, the more other populations... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, this is the whole thing. They knew um, back in the 1970s when they, they opened the door. Now, this was a, a mandatory opening of the door to immigration into the West of spe- specific countries. And, and the Toronto Sun actually published the quotas of immigrants coming into Canada, Britain, and other countries. Now, in about 1980, uh, it was the mandatory quota in from mainly Muslim countries and, and uh, also from India. 
was to be 97%. So 97% of all immigrants were non-white. They set up the chessboard way in advance years ago uh, for today because the whole world is to go under a totalitarian system. And unless you can get a problem in your own country, the people wouldn't accept it. You must have the people there to create the problem at the right time when you start attacking their old homelands. How do you feel about the general consensus within the Israeli country, that is, uh, the citizens there? I've heard recently that many of them are beginning to build uh, nuclear bunkers in the basements yes. of their homes, and I find this to be a, uh, an immense tragedy. I mean, how are they be going to become safer if they engineer a war with Iran, and mm-hmm. Iran, uh, if it does have nuclear weapons, decides to defend itself? Well, it's just a desperation-type thing. I mean, even I would even live in Israel because of all the atomic weaponry in Israel. If they ever have an accident there, the whole lot is gone. Uh, so I, if I built my shelter, it'd be as far away from Israel as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so unsafe. Yeah. Now, later on, Alan, in the next break, I want to talk with you about uh, the deprogramming yeah. um, and, and how you've looked at it. I want to hear a little bit more about... Um, in today's world, how many young children, how many adults uh, are programmed to believe a reality uh, to some degree, on some level, sometimes doesn't exist? Yes. Yeah. How, how bad is, is it getting? It's total. It is total. Uh, we, you just watch your average news on a daily basis, and you'll see horror in bodies, in one, and then they flash off to some guy bungee jumping for the bungee record. Everything is surrealistic until, until horror is mixed with way-out fantasy and fun. And, and so it becomes bizarre. And in our minds, it makes anything possible to happen to us in reality. It's a feeling of unreality that's been created within every individual. It's a scientific process, actually, which is well understood in, in war departments. Now, the Psychiatric Association, which is so quick to label someone a conspiracy theorist or a schizophrenic, uh-huh. uh, how much governmental global control is of those organizations? If we look back to massive. you and Cameron. The Psychiatric Association was set up along with a department in the United Nations. And in fact, Dr. Cameron, who was in charge of the MK Ultra experiments with the CIA and Canadian Cooperation, um, he became the head of the United Nations Psychiatric Division for the Youth. That's who they put in charge of the young. And his job isn't there to bring in patients. His job is to implement scientific psychiatric techniques through culture, music, drama, etc., to create the, the Generation X that will be easily manipulated into the next world order. You know, Alan, I thought when I looked at, uh, when I heard of the torture scandals of Abu Ghraib, I thought that perhaps it was possible that some of these are a continuation of the MK Ultra program. They are. It has never stopped. And there are people living in Ontario who were in that program. And uh, they even did a movie about it. The movie covered up more truth than it exposed because they, they were using a lot of young children as well. And they were not simply using crash helmets with earphones on. Uh, they had a lot of uh, wireless technology involved. These people still wake up today. Every, every one of them wakes up at 3 a.m. exactly. Yeah. What's free about a society that does that? At, at the same time, they all wake up at the same time? That's right. Yeah. 
So what is the purpose of that? What it's does the human body learn from the experience of repetition of, of that type of behavior? It's a, it's a form of, of uh, implementing a form of control into people that follows them all their life. All their life they're being studied. And in socialistic societies, and even the U.S. is socialistic, really, when all data is collected by departments and government, they follow your health records, everything down through your life, and they can, they can study you like guinea pigs once they've worked on you and see how effective it is. Then they implement that on the general population. Today, we're seeing uh, technotronic warfare being used across the world, across Canada, across the U.S. You can pick up the heart beaming project uh, with electromagnetic pulse frequencies on a shortwave any, any, any hour of any day. It is absolutely amazing, Alan. Those of you listening, feel free to give us a call at 1-800-313-9443. You're listening to Outside the Box, and we'll see you on the other side. the box we're joined by alan watt calling all the way from canada and alan i was curious a little bit more about the programming most particularly the messages that we see more and more through the television and network television network cable mm-hmm. yeah, well yeah I mean, you probably noticed yourself and i don't know how many people really noticed the change but around 1999 uh suddenly everything on television including all the ads were, were flashes you're getting flashes 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 and uh, almost subliminal uh, levels, and I'm sure that's involved there too. But our mind is actually affected by these these sudden blips and flashes, etc. And it's also a technique of speeding up um, processes of awareness uh, and putting things straight into your subconscious, bypassing your, your conscious. Now, Alan, awareness. are you talking about the flicker effect? It's a, it's a digitalized uh, flashing that they're using now from, from scene to scene to scene. They first used this in children's cartoons in Japan. And if you look at the average children's cartoon, it, there's no one scene remains stationary for more than two seconds now. And if you turn your head away or the child turns their head away, they'll miss the rest of the story. It's, it's so rapid. And so they're speeding us up to, to do, to act, without thinking what we're doing. It's a form of, of response a conditioned response that's set in. Well, they're using it on adults as well. And you'll find with so many people, like, like children as well, they talk so rapidly. that That's not by chance. That's because ah. it's been downloaded into them. And, and, and it, because of the rapidity, their, their conscious uh, uh, part really does not participate. It's yeah. almost a subconscious ramble they give off. I want to touch back upon that, Alan, including uh, ADHD. Uh, and with that, in the meantime, we're going to go to Laura holding on the line in Illinois. Hello, Laura. Yes. Uh, I have um, two questions for Alan. Um, and I'm a little nervous here, <laughs> but I'll try and get these out. Oh, and don't I worry. Just, just just go ahead. It's no problem. I realize the answer is, uh, will probably take up a lot more time than allowed here. And, and perhaps if, uh, if he, after lightly addressing him, he could go into a more on his regular show that would be wonderful my my first question is 
whether you've ever come across any literature that dealt with where we came from or how long we've been here, anything at all, and if uh, what you have come across as far as what your your opinions would be, what what you've uh, come to put together as far as that. And my other question is in regards to the uh, ghost in the machine. Um, you know, I'm aware of the the manipulation through the spraying and the the food, etc. Um, but and and I know I realize you know it's done to to try and um, make us easier to go down this road. But my my um, my curiosity runs towards the 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 few things that you hear as far as this power or this ability we okay. have. Oh, well, you, um, you, and, you and gave Alan, you gave Alan a lot that. of questions, and so yeah, we'll, and we'll, I think he he knows what I mean. If I didn't, oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, so, totally. Um, we'll just let him go ahead and thank you so much, and thanks, Alan, for keeping on and going with the blurbs and such. Okay, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, well, well, as, as far as history goes, um, we did not begin at Sumer. We're far older. Mankind is far older than we're told. The trick is to make is Darwin was beautiful at the time because it made us think. Well, we've we've only been scraping our hands uh, off the jungle floor for the last million years or so. But if you go into the, the other histories of other cultures, such as India, they go they go into many many millions of years of of different civilizations rising and falling. And I think there's more truth there uh, than anywhere else, probably. So, so Alan, how old do you think humanity? Maybe as far the rest of it is a guess. All, all we can tell is that the, in Hinduism they have what they call just to tidy it up. They have blocks of millions of years into into ages. They call it ages, and so they they, they categorize them into so many ages. Uh, it could be a hundred million, two hundred million, five hundred million. Um, take your pick, really. Uh, but far, far older civilizations have risen and fallen, and they claim that they have five definite uh, historical ones and two even older, possibly more remote ones, so seven total in Hinduism. And sure enough, as I say, when Sumer arises, or, arised in, or came in the desert, it didn't come out of nowhere. It didn't sort of evolve its way up into a civilization. It just appeared as a civilization with, with a, a commercial system, priesthoods, uh, bureaucrats, uh, uh, even lawyers. Um, and you could even get a receipt at the market when you bought your groceries. They baked it in 15 minutes. They found millions of them. So, so uh, this was a whole s- structured system that just appeared, but it had to have come from somewhere else. And we now know that there was a Haratan culture long before that, that that traveled the old trade routes as well and the sea routes. So we are far, far older than we're, we're told. And when you look at even the Egyptians who came into to Egypt, the Hamites, um, they came in with a full knowledge of how to, to take a swamp land and create the river. They actually created the, the, the actual river. They banked it. That was the first banking scam. They banked the water, which you need for a living. And then, of course, everybody had to come into the city as slaves, and then they worked for the pharaohs. This was a, they knew how to pump water up hills, hydraulics. Amazing, Alan. Yeah. <clears throat> and we'll have to pick up on that when we come back. In the meantime, give us a call at 1-800-313-9443 and talk to Alan Watt of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. We'll be right back. 
of your lives in the plan to make us a global little plantation of slaves that Alan Watt is here to discuss from CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Alan, before we go to Dylan in Texas, you were finishing up your, your last thought um, yeah. in response to the last caller. Yes, yeah, so we're far older, but plus, uh, the, as far as it goes with the psychological techniques and technotronic warfare, which is used on the public, um, which Brzezinski talked about in his own books, um, it's being used now. The people are being affected. They're being dumbed down. They're, they're, they're almost tranquilized at times. And, and I've seen it just going into the nearest town when the heavy spraying is there, so the, the air itself is, is a good conductor of the pulsations for the harp technology. And you can see them going around, and the, 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 they've got a, they look like um, there's no expression on their faces. They're, they're very laid back. Uh, the shopkeepers, when you ask them for something, they're, they're almost in a, a daze. So this is being used, and as I say, you can pick it up on the shortwave station at 24 hours a day now with this constant pulsing. It's the loudest one on the shortwave. And that attack on consciousness is like an attack on the soul, it feels, at least. Yes, and you, can, and you can find the proof of this in the United Nations Treaty signed by the U.S. and other countries back in the 1970s on the HARP technology. They admit the easiest thing to do is to alter moods within people uh, one frequency caused aggression everywhere. They experimented on the people of Maine for years. And yes. Statistics on that studies. And, and they can also cause you to be laid back and placid and nothing's going to bother you. That's true. Dylan in Texas, thanks for calling in. Go ahead. Thank you, and you're doing a great job. Um, Alan, Mr. Alan Watt? Yep. Um, yeah, I've heard you as a guest on RBN before. I believe... Uh, yeah, you. you uh, I've heard you lay lay out some really good uh, history. What you just mentioned about um, original banking scams, something about what was that? Can you well, say they, that again? They actually, the first bank was, was banking the Nile. They banked the water, and uh, and then they owned the water. So all the people who lived along, along thousands of of miles of uh, swampland had to all move in towards the city that was being built because all the streams were being banked into the one main river. Ah. Uh, a river bank, yeah. And and uh, how can we find out more about you? Do you have a website, a radio show, or what? Uh, for me, uh, you, you can find my stuff on CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Cutting Through The Matrix. Uh-huh. I think I put a link to it on the top left part of my website at the moment. So you might be able to link to it from there, AlexAnsory.com. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. You're welcome. Yep, he's right there. Okay. Alan, you were talking about also children, and when I think about ADHD mm -hmm. and their diagnosis, I was talking with one of my roommates a couple evenings ago. He was asking me uh, about alternative treatments for ADHD. He was told he has it. He is kind of a bizarre character himself. And I said, to be honest with you, I believe it comes down to the food you put in your body, the kind of lifestyle you lead, um, you know, how, t how you take care of yourself. Um, the, the amount of, that people are taking drugs, I believe, to be the problem. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder what ADHD really is caused by sometimes. It's, it's quite easy. They wrote about it, too, that they would have to lobotomize whole generations of people. I mean, physically lobotomize them chemically or by the use of viruses or by modified viruses and attack it like a warfare program. And Arthur Kosler, who worked at the United Nations on this very job, um, wrote about it in The Ghost in the Machine. That was the title of his book. 
and he was all for it. He thought it was, it was a great idea for world peace. They would simply target that specific part of your brain uh, through inoculations under some guise or other, polio, whatever. Uh, they would tar- go straight to that part of the brain and literally cause an inflammation, kill off the cells, and you would be far more docile and pliable and easy to manage. And the, and the other side, and I agree, and the other side of the ADHD uh, issue is the overdiagnosis of calling something ADHD. It was someone what, what is actually, is, actually what, what being a human seeing, being. Yeah. What you're seeing is just different names given to categories of the same thing. In other oh. words, in severe cases, you've got autism, and very severe, and then you have it goes up the scale up to the learning disabilities. It's all the same thing. It's all the, due to the inoculations that are being given on purpose. Uh, and every every mother is told when she gets the, her child vaccinated, oh, they'll have a fever for a day or so. Well, the fever is based in the head, in your head. And they're told, don't worry about it. This is normal. It'll go away. And sure enough, it generally does go away. But the intense heat within the brain means there's an infection there. That's what. That's the first symptoms of infection is, is a, a rising temperature, specifically in the brain itself, in its destroying part of the brain cells. This is deliberate. I believe you may be right. Now I want to point in the direction of the deprogramming that you speak of. Mm-hmm. This is the next layer, I believe, uh, in your work of understanding the problem, then working through this. Mm-hmm. And you uh, could you describe. Um, what exactly deprogramming is? Deprogramming is coming to the, the ultimate conclusion that everything that you think, uh, most of the, even the things you like, like music and so on, uh, everything is given to you. You've been indoctrinated with it. And uh, even your culture, all the things that you take as normal have been given to you for a different purpose. And you're born into it, as I say. And if your parents, like all mammals, if, if the adults don't uh, tell the, the, the children, beware of this or beware of that, then the child will think everything is normal, and they do. So the ultimate epiphany then, the deprogramming, is to realize that they want to make us slaves. We are slaves. Mm-hmm. We are slaves. I taught the federal government employees, and, and the standard thing they say is that everybody works for the government. We all work for the government. How do you think we can move beyond the level of being a slave? Uh, it's up to the people themselves. Now, mo- I, I don't think all people would do so. In fact, if you could somehow, through a miracle, grab the media off the world and get it a month on television worldwide, educate them as to the realities, uh, you'll find that a good majority of them, even though you explain it all to them and have all the proof there, and you give them an alternative, they would vote to have the same system with all of its uncertainties uh, back again because it's the only thing they're familiar with and a lot of people like socialism they like to go through their lives thinking. they know what it's like to, to feel like a dog to feel like a slave to have They'll, a gun against their head they understand yeah. some people are already being trained incrementally and we see, saw this yeah. with uh, New Orleans people are being taught incrementally yeah. to accept what mm-hmm. seems to be the unacceptable but day by day more people get used to it and see that is the programming yes and see, if you, what they do is they run through their lives, they buy what they want, they have their little pleasures, and they go home. And, and they like to think there's some expert somewhere dealing with the major problems for me. They're already infantile. I mean, socialism is perpetual childhood. That's what it is. And the big boys wrote about this in their own books, how they would create this society run by experts until the people couldn't think for themselves. 
uh, all they could do is quote the experts. That's happened. That happened years ago. Alan, what is your brief take on the whole concept of God, um, the different religions that exist on the planet today, um, your acceptance or unacceptance of some groups, um, just your whole view on the division in that area? Uh, religion has always... It means to rebind, to retie religio. Mm. And, uh, so you're, you're getting bound to something, a, a system. And it's a system created for control. And they, they always give you the dialectic within the religion. And it's very true, uh, as the High Masons say, that all the rules of the game, their game, are contained within every holy book. Now, and that does not mean to say you're not saying Jesus did not exist. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying right. That, uh, it, it's a matter of maybe follow the 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 ultimate Messiah, not his followers. Well, see, the dialectic is right in the New Testament itself. You always get the dialectic side by side. Uh, that's the, that's how it's always done. And you have the Jesus who's killed, uh, fighting the establishment, speaking out against the bankers that ran it, the the, the Pharisees who were the priesthoods that helped keep the people in check, and, and also the Sadducees, the nobility. He stood against the whole structure and system. He broke all the rules. He, he ate when he wanted to eat and didn't wash his hands and all this kind of stuff. And yet Paul, the Pharisee, who, who really pushes Christianity, brings in all the rules. So here's one who broke all the rules, and here's the other one who brings in all the rules. That's your dialectic process right there. Alan, that is so key. In talking about Jesus Christ and um, how... I, I believe Christianity has been manipulated and continues to be manipulated. And that is not a slam on Jesus Christ, and some people think it is when it's not. It's talking about, you know, he was trying to provide an example for a lot of people around the world as to a deeper connection with God, the Almighty, the Spirit, you know, of the universe that we all can tap into. Mm -hmm. well, and, and a lot of people have, have fallen from that ideal, and they have used um, this book edited by different men to control other men. Always. Uh -huh. And and I think I need to, you know, we need to bring that to the forefront. I'm glad you did, but I mean, that this is a recurring issue and is a core fundamental part of the programming process. Yes. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. The ultimate truths come upon you as an individual. It doesn't happen in a, in a group or a crowd all happening together. That's hypnosis when it's a crowd. Um, that's mass hysteria. Uh, ultimate truths can only ever, ever and any generation come to an individual uh, down through their lives at specific times. And, and, and that's the, the reality of what used to be called spirituality at one time. You know, Alan, it's almost like, you know, the little pitfalls we have in life, you know, the, the things that we don't like to happen to us but do, the car breaking down, you know, the little things that seem to be roadblocks sometimes can be lessons. For us to, you know, look at the situation, look at maybe how we can change our perspective and grow from it. Because, I mean, as a 26-year-old, I look at everything I've experienced and remember in this life, and it's all about overcoming. It's all about progressing to some next step within this lifetime. That's right. As an individual, it's a journey. And that, that was taught thousands of years ago always, uh, that, that um, your life from birth to death in the physical world was a continuous spiritual growth and maturing towards unperfect understandings. And uh, when you bring anything into a mass movement, that, that's what the Masons call it for the profane. The profane are in the darkness. They don't want higher truths. They want rituals and rules, mm -hmm. you see. And, and that's true. That is true.
Ellen, last night on the TV show, um, I, I basically said the thesis of what I believe, because some people want to figure out if I'm a copycat of Alex Jones or David Icke. Mm-hmm. And so my personal truth is, regardless of what these men may be saying, the law things we're talking about are going to happen, because collectively it's been chosen that way. People have chosen to be slaves. We could take back our own power. We've always had that physical ability, yeah. but I don't think that... The thing is, here's the thing. To take anything, you see, you don't take anything back. You must create. You see, that that's the difference. Be- because when you realize the old system was just as it was managed by the, sa- the ancestors of the same people who run us today, mm-hmm. they gave us the old culture and the upgrade into the new. We, we must go into it's our true, own. It's true, like way. the way they call the new age, which sometimes is just a restamping of the old age. It's the same old stuff. <laughs> it, it's it's beautiful. Every every few thousand years, they pull out. They call it the perennial religion because they introduced it at times of great change between uh, an age of, say, Pisces to Aquarius. That's what we're going through now. So they pulled out the bag. They pulled out the bag in the time of Ramesses in Egypt. Uh, It's the same thing, reincarnation, uh, um, channeling, all this stuff, stuff that keeps them into mental masturbation, and that's what I call it. Uh, It it makes them harmless. They're they're so introverted and narcissistic, they don't see what's happening in the world. It's true. But on the good note, before we go to Carl in Oklahoma, I think no matter what sometimes, Alan, and a lot of people are listening out there that are very scared right now. This is not, these aren't normal times. You know, that's why we're talking so much now. But I think we need to stay positive, and no matter what, we don't give up. No matter if it looks like we're going to fail, I think it shows a test of character that we're intelligent about how we fight the system of control, uh, and that uh, we don't defeat ourselves before we're actually defeated. Yeah. And with that, we'll go to Carl, Oklahoma. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Alan, and uh, and for everybody that's listening, I would suggest that you guys, uh, you get off onto this religious kick, and you're each trying to pr- pr- provide some f- support for your own religious beliefs. We have to go back long before religion came along, to understand what has been done to us and who and what we are. We are indeed an ancient, ancient, ancient species from off of this planet, and you'll see some references to that in Daniel chapter 4, especially verse 13 and verse 17, and you'll see a veiled reference to it in Ecclesiastes 5 verse 8. Are you talking about um, extraterrestrial life? Yes, indeed I am. Oh, well, I I have never uh, discounted that. Yeah, I've just... You know, focus on other issues, but there's not a there's not a discount of that. There's not there are people that do that, Carl, and I don't think that's necessarily proper. But uh, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But I'll, now, I'll go ahead and let Alan respond. Now, are you aware of the uh, the six fingered bloodlines? Yes. Uh, uh, the ancient uh, giants. Well, Alan would probably be better at that than I, so I'll, I'll direct that back to Alan. Yeah, uh, I don't even. I'll tell you, I don't touch it because. Uh, why not the Hydras, you know? Why not the Aragorgon? Uh, <laughs> you, you're only picking what certain books have told you, especially popular books, uh, pushed by MI6, by the way, are, are telling you to think. And they can keep you mesmerized and trying to dig up the past for your whole life, rather than look upon what's happening now and where you're going. Now, if you look at the real, the real meaning of, of a person being crucified between two figures, two robbers, uh, this is all allegorical, you see. It, it meant uh, the past and the future. Uh, the robber who had done the past, there was no hope for him. There was hope for the future. These are the two thieves, and that's the real meaning of uh, that crucifixion. 
And it's the same with all the stories in the Bible. They're astronomically based because they use the stars to tell stories. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting, Alan. It, it makes is. you think. It makes you think about the world a little differently than many of us are told to look at the world in a world of media consolidation. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go into that, if MI6 had chosen to, and the guy that they chose to push all that stuff first came out on the BBC, you don't get an interview on the BBC unless it's going to make you into a star for a reason. Mm -hmm. And he first said he was the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. So, Alan, uh, we only have a couple minutes left, and then we have the next break. Not just a few minutes. I want to start this off. Um, Do you believe that if we were to change our perspective and our actions, and our hearts, that we could change this system of control, that we can stop, cease to become slaves? As I say, it would never happen for everyone, because the biggest uh, problem is not just the controllers, it's those who actually uh, like being slaves. So you have another category of the... the you know, and, and that's something I have to accept, that I didn't understand last year, Alan, that some people need to go through their own learning experience. Yeah. It, right, we are different souls, right? Yeah. Here, here to learn, right? This so, is your journey. This is your journey, yeah. It is. And it's just a ride sometimes, but it's a journey. And uh, when I think about people that want to worship George W. Bush or worship the system, for whatever reason, they're coming from that with whatever information or their level of understanding. Yes. Where they're at, I don't know. But well, we'll get right back into that uh, right after this. We'll be right back on the Republic Broadcasting Network with Alan Watt. On the horizon, as things get stranger and stranger by the day, or are things becoming more clear and clear by the day? We're joined uh, by Alan Watt. He's with us of CutingThroughTheMatrix.com. I just checked my website, and so his link is is there on the top left part of the screen. Alan, what do you think? What do you think about um, where we should focus our and galvanize our strengths in these uh, really strange times? Uh, first, uh, they have to deprogram themselves. Before you can know what you want, you have to know what's been conditioned for it into you to want mm-hmm. and separate true values for what is of value. Uh, it's, like, it's like cleaning out your house at springtime, really. Uh, you've got to throw a lot of stuff away and, and, real, and try to find out who you are. Know thyself has always been the, the, the prime saying at the beginning of, of all of this for everybody for thousands of years. Yeah, I, th- I think we have our mind, and then, you know, we have uh, uh, the consciousness. Yes. And, and then, and yeah, and then a composite of indoctrinations. Right. And, and, and when you're talking about, like, what, what should we be doing, what feels right, what um, would be the right path for the inner truth, yeah. some of it doesn't make sense rationally, Alan, in this, in this multidimensional universe, looking at it from a rational perspective. But when you look at it, you know, outside the box, if you will, yeah. and you listen to that gut feeling... Sometimes I think that is a better compass mm-hmm. than the rational mind. It is. You, your own observations, regardless of social norms or whatever, your own observations of what works will tell you that you're living in a, an artificially created system, which t- is, is called culture. And they, make, they try and make you feel proud of it, too. Um, but it's to serve an, a higher elite uh, along with their agenda. We work towards an agenda. We work their agenda into existence. We do all the work. 
true. It did take a lot of energy to create the system of control. Clearly, it wasn't built overnight. When I look at all the multi-layered police forces and special forces within the countries now to deal with terrorism, uh, well, we breed them. Uh, they don't come from the elite sons and daughters. They come from the ordinary people's sons and daughters. Thank you, because it's not just about the conspiracy. It's about this much bigger system of the pattern. Yes. And so we give power to the beast. That's what it always meant. It always meant the same thing. We give power to the beast. And each time you salute it, you're giving power to it. Each time you pledge allegiance to it, you're giving power to it. When you automatically say you're going to obey it, you're giving power to it. And we've got to stop giving power to this corrupt, evil system which is bent on, they've told us where they're taking us. They're going to brain chip everybody in the future, the near future. Uh, that's where they're going with all of this. And people should try and, and read a book called the, the Human Agenda. We're talking about the American Psychiatric Association's involvement in this. The whole book was, was compiled after a two-year meeting of the top psychiatrists in, in the world, held in the United States. Is published by Simon and Schuster, and they say that they have to find ways to lobotomize everyone on the planet that's not going to be a, a higher... That's true, and, and, and then we have the DNA databases, and eugenics, yep. and it goes on and on. Alan, I should that's have right. you back in a month or so, if you can make it. I can, yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll set that up. I want to thank you for uh, coming on the program, uh, and definitely everyone can check out your website at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Okay, doke, it's a pleasure. All right, thanks, Alan. Alan Watt, uh, definitely uh, as a interesting perspective upon this strange world we find ourselves in. While many of you are concerned about being locked up in a prison somewhere or in a camp, I think the bigger issue is who's going to lock up your mind and who is going to have control of consciousness, your consciousness, our world's consciousness. Now that is a thing that is in your hands and that is something they cannot take away. So until Monday, I'm Alex Hansen reminding you all that the ultimate truth starts within your own heart. See you Monday. Bye.